The Truth Bomb is not a therapy podcast, okay? So Sean and I are not here to make you feel good in life. We're not here to provide you an emotional high. We're here to help you win. This is a podcast for winners. This is a podcast for people who want to see radical change in their life and who are ready to grab life by the balls and make something of themselves. And in order to get to that level, you have to be able to handle the truth and be able to separate the signal from the noise. So in today's podcast, we dive deep into the presidential election. And I know it's politically incorrect to take sides and think about who's better, who's not, and and go into that route. But let's be honest, that's not how the world works. Politics do matter. Voting does matter. Who leads the country does matter. It doesn't matter if you want to just sit by the sidelines and not participate like 90% of this country is so adamant on doing. But if you're part of the 5%, the 10%, the 1%, then who wins this race matters to you. The taxes matter to you. The foreign policy matters to you. The trade matters to you. The rhetoric matters to you. So this is why we went there where a lot of people told us not to go. So buckle up, because this, my friends, is the truth bomb. All right, what's up, Sean? How are you, my friend? It's been, uh, been it seems like it's a little bit since we recorded, because uh, now I think we're really getting into the, the hang of this, and uh, now I look forward to every Wednesday, and now we're going to do an episode. So it's uh, really cool to get in the habit of doing these, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It feels like uh, it's been quite a while. Um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, going over our, our content today and our topics um, and, you know, kind of giving some people advice about what what might occur with uh, the upcoming election. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just before we start, I want to um, we just so the way we do the show is we release a couple of episodes that we have kind of pre-recorded before. And we do that so that there's a consistent flow of content. And so we actually just went live a few days ago on iTunes and we've got a really good response, um, a lot of good number of downloads, a lot of reviews. So appreciate everyone for doing that. So if you get a chance, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, there's a lot of podcast platforms actually today. Um, and if you go on there, you like what you listen to, leave us a review. I super appreciate that. So uh, thanks everyone for doing that. Um, but yeah, today's topic, it's, it's interesting, man. It's like we, you know, obviously the country is going through a lot. I feel like every episode we start with this and, yeah. um, and we obviously are um, nearing, I think like, it's almost like a, um, a climactic event after like everything that's happened this year, like pretty much since January, pretty much it started, um, but COVID hit early. Um, then we had, and, you know, if you're listening in the United States, we actually have a lot of international people that are, that are listening in, but you're probably know, aware of all the riots that are ongoing. Um, and it feels like everything's going to kind of come together at this election that we have coming up. It's not very far away. I mean, just a few weeks. Right. And I think we have a truth bomb podcast and we want to find a way, obviously, to talk to people about what it really takes to become successful and tell it to you the no bullshit way. Like Sean and I have gone through the ringer. It's a lot that we're still learning every single day, but we've gone through the ringer in many, many regards in our own, in our own regards. And we want to tell you what it took and like, what is our mindset? Like, what, what, what is life really about? Like, what should you be thinking about? Right. Um, the no bullshit approach. So the election plays a role. And um, I kind of want to talk to you about that as well as like, yeah voting and like politics like i know growing up you know maybe you heard a lot of people say you know my age was like man it's boring i don't participate i don't read the news but i think a lot of it has changed and now i feel like everyone has an opinion back in the day like 
politics was something like grownups did and we're like not participating in, in the yeah. news. And now yeah. every their mother has an opinion. I go on, you go on TikTok or Instagram, like 17 year olds have an opinion about everything. So um, what do you think of the importance of this, this election, man? Why, why do you think we should talk about it in general? Yeah, I mean, you know, starting off as an entrepreneur or starting your own business, you know, it's it's super difficult as it is. Um, and I think like starting out with the right amount of cash flow, cash flow is obviously essential. Um, and something like the election can, you know, if the parties change who is in office currently um, with different policies, it can really affect your overall cash flow, especially when you're starting out. Um, just because if there's there's higher taxes or um, you know higher wages and things like that that we're going to get into that can really affect you know the overall um, like I guess life of your your business like it can suck the life right out of you especially early on and if somebody's starting a business this year especially with COVID um, you know most likely they're struggling as it is um, to get going so I think you know people really need to pay attention to actual policies rather than um, the person that's in office, um, you know, to really get down to, to what is going to change. Yeah. And it's so important. I want to quickly discuss that too, because, you know, as a business person, like imagine you're running a business and a lot of people listening to this already have one, want to have one, or they think about, cause if you think about business is about success, any project that you, whether you're working nine to five, whatever sports, whatever you like to do. Who do you want to be on your team? Like, who do you want to have on your team? You want someone on your team who can get the job done. At the end of the day, man, like you're you're an, uh, an employer and you have a business and you need cash flow. You need to grow that business. You need to make profits. At the end of the day, what you care about is, is that person competent for that specific job? Yes or no? End of story. Like, it doesn't matter what he or she, like their personal preference, their music, taste in music, their whether like what they like for the movies, what they do on Twitter. But like, to be really honest, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I feel like today what's happened is that, you know, American politics, which has always been the case, is, is a popularity contest. But it's more about personalities and what these people do outside of the function of the job that they're going to do. Right. right. So like in a very simple way. Right. If I you know, a lot of people can relate to this. If you want to get a, pa- a painting done in your house or you get a contractor in your house, you got to fix something, you got to fix a fence or something's broken. Internet's not working. Do you want a, a cable guy to come in who just like doesn't know anything about like how to fix the internet? But at least he has the same taste in music as you. Maybe you like rap. He like rap. And you guys can talk both about like Tupac's best hits. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, dude, honestly, I can't fix your internet. I have no idea about the internet. But I like rap. You like rap. Now we can be buddy-buddy. No. You are in a dire need. Your internet's not working. It sucks. You need someone, the best person to come out and fix this goddamn thing. And then he or she can kind of leave. Like that's their job. Right. And I feel like as business people... That's what we think about is what I think about is like, who can get the job done for my business? That's all I care about. So what these people do like in their private life and stuff like that, as long as obviously they don't engage in like horrible illegal activities, that doesn't matter. There's a character that does come into play, but what their personal preferences, what they do, what they talk about, how they tweet, what their music was to me, that's so inconsequential. It it really doesn't matter. It's like people magazine stuff that you read on a newsstand, like when you're shopping at a grocery store. And the fact that people in this country have made politics and electing the most powerful position in the country about that is really shameful. And I hope that people don't do that. Figure out what is the job that you're hiring this public servant for and is he or she capable of doing that job? Yes or no? All the other stuff for me is totally fluff. And I think that's where we should start with this, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, most of the most of the business owners I know and, and not even just locally, but, um, you know, there's several like business partners I have with like different brands and and brands that I carry, most of them are, you know, 
for Trump. And that's because most people that I know think that he can get the job done the best. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people look at it from a business aspect, like you had mentioned, um, who's the, who's the guy that can get the job done the best and it's going to help our businesses, you know, in short term and long term. And I think that's why a lot of people are, um, you know, pro Trump for small business. Um, and, you know, we'll go into some details here. I looked up quite a few, looked at quite a few different websites just so I didn't, you know, only get my information from one source. So it wasn't biased, but just for what I've seen of what Biden is proposing, um, it can definitely be pretty detrimental and, and rather quickly too, um, if he is to take office. Yeah. And I mean, this is very important. What Sean and I are going to talk about here is purely from a sense of life success, no bullshit approach. If you're someone that gets like, I, I care about my feelings a lot. I don't like what this person does and they're off screen. I don't like what they tweet about on the toilet. Like that's not what the show has ever been about. It's never going to be about that kind of stuff. We right. give you the hard truth. So, so I guess um, on the show, you'll hear us talking about that specifically on this episode too. So I guess like going into it, you got both, you got two candidates, right? And so, I mean, I, I think that the polar opposite between the two candidates could never have been more stark than now, to be really honest. Even mm -hmm. 2016 wasn't this stark. I mean, you have basically, and I'll put it this way, you have a policy or a party that right now is pushing for complete more lockdowns, more riots, mask mandates, closing businesses, um, not cleaning up the streets, allowing crime to roam free. And then you have another party that wants the exact opposite. Whether they're effectively doing the exact opposite, that's for debate. Right. But to me at this point, there couldn't, for me personally, there couldn't have been a clearer choice. Like there's no clearer choice. Like I, I just, if there's not really a debate for me at this point where I'm like, man, let me put, I've done this before because, uh, People know I'm an immigrant in this country, so I'm not indoctrinated but like left or right because I, my, my parents are not. There's no left and right in other countries. We have like 14, 15 parties. So yeah. you come in the state, we got two parties. So I came here and I was like, I want to learn about both because we don't have that concept. Where I'm from, the Netherlands, we have 14 to 16 parties. Our ballot is so huge, it doesn't even fit on, on the table. You got to it's like this. You got to hold it both hands. Yeah. So we don't. We have so many parties. So I came here and I want to investigate. And there's been a lot of times where I'm taking both candidates looking issue for issue and I'm looking for differences for me in this election. Like I have to literally look out outside my window and it's like, do I want this to continue? No. And it's not, I mean, it, it's not only bad for business when it comes to like tax policies, minimum wage, what we're going to talk about, but also about like consumer confidence. Like that's the most important thing. Do people feel confident in the Republic? Like if you care about business and like entrepreneurship, you want people to feel confident that shit's going to happen and shit's going to be okay and we're going to be safe. And for me, the basic part and fundamental needs that the government's there to put put in place are not being met right now. So at this point, it's like not, it's just not really, for me, it's such a stark contrast that I'm not really, it's not really a tough decision for me this year. Like it really isn't and it yeah. has never been easy for me. Yeah, I agree. It's not, you know, it's not even, I don't even have to think twice about it. Um, and, you know, just to point out, like you said, like this is not, I'm not trying to push Republican agenda or right right wing agenda on anybody. It's just we're speaking like solely from a business standpoint, what you know, we're trying to bring to light what could be best for small businesses and entrepreneurs. So that's kind of, you know, what we're getting at. Um, and like I said, I, I found some information just went into depth about, you know, Biden's proposed policies, at least from what I could find. Um, and just to start. You know, he, he's very supportive of raising 
minimum wage to $15, which is more than double the national average. So, you know, from somebody that's not really in a, in a business setting, they think, oh, great. Like I'm going to make more money doing, doing the job, the same job that I've always done. And uh, I guess on surface, that seems okay and, and good to some people. But when you really look at it, it hurts businesses. Bottom line, number one, I have to pay my lowest, you know, skilled employees more money, almost double now. The people above them most likely are going to want a raise as well because they're more valuable. So now I have to raise their, you know, their pay as well. Um, so coming out of COVID, how is this going to affect us if he is elected? Coming out of COVID, most businesses right now um, have like less sales, less revenue. They're they're not doing as well. So margins are tighter right now. Now I have more overhead costs for employees, which means most likely I won't hire more people. I'll probably let people go. So that is like a, a big issue that I have, um, you know, from what I've found is raising minimum wage to $15. I just think it's ludicrous. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I've actually gotten in an argument on Facebook, you know, a couple months ago about this. When this first got brought up, I think it was like the end of March, early April. And, you know, my... My opinion on it is like, well, if, if you're not happy with with your current situation, your wage, your job, like, better yourself. Get get skills that are in demand right now. You know, do trades or something. Get just be better at what you're doing. And you know, people don't don't want to hear that, and they think everything should be um, like a little bit more fair. And I, I just don't think that's that's the right way to look at it. So that's you know, that was my number one thing that I found was the the minimum wage raise. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. And I think really where I always think about it is like what sounds good on paper, seldom is really good policy in general. Yeah. So talk about, sure. because like, you know, as you're saying this, I I can hear like the argument saying, what do you mean it's going to help? What about all the people that are hurting, man? Like you're going to, you're going to, who cares about your bottom line? Like why do you want, you just want to make more profit, man? Like, what are you talking about? Like you don't need more profit. There's people and workers that need to be paid more in this country because, the minimum, like if you have, if you're making a certain amount, like you can't survive in America anymore at like a very low wage. That is the first argument. Right. And I want to put people through it. So you got to think about what you're saying. And I want to just kind of like synthesize it a little bit. I want people to, 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 to listen in on this. It's like right now, the problem that happens is if I, if you have a company right now and you want, I don't know, like you want people, you want to hire people or you are the opposite end. Like you're a student, you're a kid. Like, for example, when I was growing up, I had to earn all my money. I had to make a lot of pocket money because that's how we would survive. So I would hit up small businesses, ice cream shops. Uh, I used to work at shoe polishing. I used to do like car wash. And I was able to get hired because they could pay me like three bucks like or four bucks. Right. So now if you're telling businesses, you're not allowed to hire anyone. But I've heard the that Biden is maybe not pushing this number, but I've heard the number push out for $25 an hour. The problem is, all these small businesses that were giving opportunities to people, like say for me, like I was like eight years old. I'm not worth 20. I'm sorry, but like, I'm just not. Right. So what they're going to do is like, well, $25 an hour, I'm not going to hire Preddy, this eight-year-old or 15-year-old. I have to hire, the only people I can really hire are people at the top level. Because like the small stuff, that everyday stuff that is actually running this country, the everyday people that are working, they will be outcompeted and they will just not have a job. So there is a very strong correlation between countries, and people can look it up, that have high levels of minimum wage and unemployment. Look at Europe. I'm from Europe. We have extremely high levels of unemployment because our minimum wage is so high that businesses are like, I'm just not going to hire this person. Right. Why would I hire him? I'm just going to do everything myself or I'm going to automate, right? 
mm-hmm. right? Or what I'm going to do is just not, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to grow this business. There's no point for me. So you have to really think it through. So are you actually helping everyday people by increasing the minimum wage or are you hurting them? In my opinion, this, the, the, the political philosophy around the left and socialism, which yes, you can make, this is not true socialism, but pushing into that leftist strategy, it sounds good on paper, but the people that always get screwed are their own constituents that they say they stand for. They stand for the working class, but the working class gets screwed over and over again with these policies by having a high level minimum wage. Man, like college educated people, people who have business, if you're good, dude, I'm I'll be fine, man. Like if I have to, okay, I'll just not hire five people. I'll keep my business small. And what I'll do is I'll go up work or I'll just hire some other people and like, right. I'll let them do this. I'm not going to hire now. So like, am I going to be affected? Yes, some, but not really. I'll be fine. The people that I would hire, I would probably hire five, six, seven people that now can bring that money and, you know, grow their families. They're going to be the ones affected. And so you have to think each policy through and think about, does this, is this a good soundboard? Or if I think it through, does it actually help me? And minimum wage is one of those concepts that sounds good on paper. We need a high level minimum wage, but it really hurts people. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for the people that would say, well, you know, I, I'm for the increase in minimum wage. What would you, what would be your like counter argument? Because I mean, it's hard to come up with a different scenario. Would you say like, just, you know, improve yourself, get a better job or something like that? Or what would you say? would be like a better alternative rather than doubling minimum wage. You know, what could, what would be like an even playing field for both sides, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the people that, that say we need a high minimum wage, I'll say, okay, but then you have to deal with the consequences that you might not ever get hired. They, and that unemployment is going to go high. So like you have to make a decision. There's no perfect solutions. Right. I love capitalism. Capitalism is not the perfect system. It's just the best imperfect system that exists. That's how I always, it's not a perfect system. I'm not there to defend it. So the argument, like, how can you win on both sides? It's like, you have to have equal opportunity for everyone to participate. And those employers, what I would say to those employers, okay, don't have minimum wage, but make it so that your company has opportunity for people to climb the social ladder. So if I have a company where like you can't get a promotion because I just give the promotion to all my friends and my family, that's bad because now you're having a minimum wage and there's no way to grow. I like businesses where I can start off, dude, like as a low level teller or like, I don't know, man, doing car wash. And one day I can be in the management of that company. If that company has no glass ceilings and is a full meritocracy, dude, I'm for that. That is a good alternative. They need to have systems in place where people can grow and get promoted through hard work. But if you have no minimum wage and then you have a system where it is full of nepotism, which happens in a lot of like family businesses, there's, you can't, there's no promotion. You got shitty bosses and a work environment. Now you're fine. So I feel like that's what we should strive for. We should strive for equality of opportunity and not equality of outcome. Um, That's what I've always, there's a very big difference. And this is how I believe currently the left and the right has always been very different. In the left, we believe the, the outcome needs to be all the same. It doesn't matter like what you did. You can both get one person get an A, another person get a B, but the outcome should be the same. My concept is no, the opportunity should be the same. You and I should have the same opportunity. But if I work harder than you, then I should have a different outcome than you, right. which is a totally different aspect. So I'm very much focused on the opportunity aspect and not so much on the outcome aspect. Yeah. And that, that's how it is yet. Yeah. 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 And I guess kind of piggyback off of that. Um, there's also uh, an imposed 12.4% social security payroll tax. So that's like another part of 
you know, the, the business's payroll that is, is going to be an additional cost. Um, so small business in that regard are, are going to get hammered. Um, I mean, there's just no way around it. Um, you know, the, the employment costs are, are going to be insane compared to what they are now. Yeah. And, you know, it's important to realize, too, is like, what is your philosophy at the end of the day? Like, do you believe that if businesses thrive, that you will thrive? And only you can answer that question. That's your worldview. But my concept is, is if business does well and small business does well, they will hire more people. And when they hire more people, the economy does does better. Right. This is an old fundamental belief in econ- economics. It's called trickle-down economics, that if the people at the top do better, they'll most – and then this is just true, and this is the truth bomb. Wealthy people don't hoard their money. They don't. People who are not very good with their money, they like, they're like really, th- like, you, I mean, go, go like out with your friends, like, hey, like you know, college friends and like, let's go get a drink. Everyone looks at you, who the fuck's going to pay for this? And then yeah. people go, I've had like some old college friends sometimes from way back and we did a reunion not too long ago. And like, everyone just goes to the, take a piss, like when the bill comes and like, no one wants to pay. Yeah. And it's because they save their fucking money. You know what I'm saying? They're so, mm-hmm. they're miser. I mean, that's my truth bomb. I've always said this. I think that people who are, uh, don't do well financially. They're very selfish because they never want to pay. They, ne- they want to hoard right. all their money. I'll get and you next time. Have, yeah, my belief is that people at the top, you invest. You want to spend your money because you know you got to put your money to work. So if people at the top have money available, they're less likely to put it in the bank. They're not going to do that. People at the top, dude, if I give you like a, a $200,000 check right now, you're not going to put it in a bank account and go to Hawaii. You're not going to. You know what you're going to do? You're going to be like, dude, I got I have NutriFit right now. Let me grow Let me grow more. Let me open up an, another another store somewhere or maybe i right. should start a supplement line now with that supplement line how many more people are you going to hire you're going to have freelancers designers people working in distribution centers and this is a philosophy that we have is that yes i know it sucks sometimes when you're at the bottom you look up and you see all these successful people and you get very fucking pissed at them they're driving all the nice cars and it's it sucks i get i totally get that image i i totally get it i'm from a neighborhood where that was like looked at and that was a horrible we hate it and it makes you feel miserable but you have to also understand is that we need to strive for a society where you looking there can get to that level too by having mm-hmm. an equal playing field. And you have to understand that at the end of the day, it's the Walmarts, the Amazons, the Expedias, the top companies, the Ubers who are actually creating most of the employment in right. this country. How much employment is being created by Walmart, dude? You're talking yeah. about hundreds and hundreds upon thousands of jobs at the end of the day. You know what right. I'm saying? So we need to so, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll see not to get too far off topic here, but like I'll, I follow some other store owners uh, on Facebook and I constantly see them complaining about Amazon. It's like, dude, they, you know, they employ like a million people. Like they, wouldn't you want to be at their level too, if you could get there? Like who wouldn't, I, I want to employ a million people. Like I, you know what I mean? You can't do that unless you're that big. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're the Titans of the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's important to think about that. Um, and, you know, I think that we, we need to we need to just have different conversations in this country about like what actually ends up working policy wise. And I, I think that right now there's this concept of like, do we punish people for their success or not? And this is not even from like 2020. This has been a constant battle in this country, yeah. not only in this country, also in Europe, like in the West about like communism and capitalism. Do we punish people who are successful and how much should we punish them? And my belief as a entrepreneur, I believe we need to stimulate people who are successful at the end of the day, because when we stimulate people who are successful, they create success for others. At the end of the day, we had an episode last time where we said, maybe it's not everyone's God given gift, or maybe not everyone wants to be a job creator, man. Like maybe right. you just don't want to do that. Yeah. But what if someone else 
is? What if someone else wants to invent? What if someone else wants to come an invention? What if we didn't have Tesla? What if we didn't have Edison? What if we didn't have Benjamin Frank? Like, what if they, they we just stifle their innovation? Like, yeah, you can't do that shit. Our country would not progress. So in my, in my, my belief is that if there are geniuses in this country, we need to stimulate them, man. Because like, dude, you can, you're really riding off their coattails, honestly, yeah. right? So we all yeah. are, right? Because of Amazon, we all, because of Jeff had this magnificent idea with his wife. We're all benefiting from that. So this is a philosophy. But, you know, I want to go back to this election um, also. But I think this is something that just gets totally missed, man. We don't have conversations around policy, policy, policy. Who in the last four years has given us the best economy? I don't ever remember, dude. Like when, I mean, I won't remember because I wasn't around. It was like, you're talking about the 20s, 30s. Like it didn't exist. So like what exactly, what problems have you had so much that you're saying that we are going through all this chaos and there's this fascism going to happen and all this stuff. It didn't happen, guys. It didn't happen. And if you claim that your life has gotten worse under the current administration, I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. I know like I'm going to get like totally like shit on for this. But like the fact of the matter is on average, people's livelihoods went up. People became better. They got uplifted mm-hmm. out of poverty. That's just the fact. man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, part of like the small business part that we're talking about, um, one thing that Biden is kind of pushing for, too, or I guess I guess he's actually neglecting it would be um, the stimulus package. So, you know, Democrats kind of like gave, you know, Trump's organization or party like pushback on the initial stimulus. And there's supposed to be a second round of funding and it hasn't come out yet. Um, so that was another thing that I thought was was very like eye opening once I started to dive into it, um, because obviously, you know, those programs that were put in place during covid, you know, gave people life. They gave many small businesses life and um, loans that didn't need to be paid back and things like that. So if something was needed again at some point, like if covid keeps going on or, or something else happens, you know, we need those systems in place for, for small businesses to succeed, um, you know, because as it is, thousands have already closed. So, you know, I, I think something like that to have some sort of program um, in place, you know, is, is like essential. Yeah. And I mean, we should have um, I'm glad that you mentioned that. we should have an honest um, you know, face to face here. You don't you're not worried about this country. You're not worried about. Um, us going into a, a bad state that we're going to go in a recession and people are going to die. You just hate Trump and you hate people who support Trump. You don't like him. And whatever he does, whatever Donald J. Trump does, you hate it. Democrats have gone so far where they didn't even want to protect dreamers. When Donald Trump said, I want to make a concession, I will help get dreamers get citizenship. They blocked right. that. They yeah. blocked oil tax um, initiatives they block the ppp so every single thing that donald trump does you hate like the minute that he does something it's already bad and to me that also shows that you don't really care that you're just a little child at the end of the day that just doesn't like someone on the playground and you hate everything that he does and you have to admit that that before he even opens his mouth you're already angry you had people in congress who were not even standing up and applauding when he was talking about uh, minorities being able to do really well and having the lowest level of unemployment. They were not standing up for that. These were people in the, you know, in certain caucuses that promote these types of things. But when is Donald Trump doing it? All of a sudden they don't like it. Right. All of a sudden they don't trust the CDC. Then they will not trust the doctors. If it's a Trump doctor, they don't trust it. The other day, um, 
the vice presidential uh, nominee, Kamala Harris, said she's not going to support a vaccine. She wants a vaccine, but not if it's under the Trump administration. So to me, at this point, it's more about I hate Trump and every single thing that he stands for. And I'm not really concerned about the country. And then I'm concerned because now you're really putting us all at risk by these types of thinking. And you're just very childish. And that, I think that's what it's about. I say Trump where I wear a red hat. Everyone looks at you. Oh, my God, you're racist. You're this and that. It's like. Dude, no, man. Show me one. I always tell people, show me one policy that's really set you back. There hasn't, there's none, you know? And so for me, uh, we should have that conversation because no one says it straight, but I, I really believe that. I feel like they just hate Trump and they hate his supporters. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not, there's no policy that they could find that set them back, number one. And number two, like they wouldn't even take the time to look because they don't care. They don't, you know what I mean? They're not looking at policy. It's, it's solely emotional and they just don't like him as a person. And like, I, I can understand it. You know, sometimes a dude doesn't like he goes off on tangents on Twitter and stuff, but like that's irrelevant at, at the grand, you know, the grand scheme of things that I don't know why people get so hung up on that. Um, but, you know, with like people reacting emotionally to this, I wanted to talk about something like that happened with me um, just this past week. And um, on my business pages, I, I keep it pretty clean. You know, I, I don't post anything right or left or anything like that. Um, it's solely just to bring value within supplements and health and all that stuff. So on my personal page, it's a little bit different. Like I don't, I don't post anything too crazy, but I did share something on my story that basically described what we can do right now as citizens with our rights and what we can't do and how like ass backwards it was. And it was basically showing that, you know, we can loot, we can riot, we can protest, we can do all these things, but a guy in New Jersey can't operate his gym or he gets arrested. And, you know, I shared that because I think, especially as a business owner, I feel for people like that. Like, fortunately, where I am, it's not super strict right now, but in places all over the United States, it is. So I shared that and I said, sheep will be sheep. And I wasn't like directly stating like or focusing on anybody. But if people are too ignorant, in my opinion, to to really see what's going on and that our rights are slowly being stripped away, um, you know, I like I don't know what to say. I really don't. So. I posted that and, you know, a couple of people reached out to me and said that they, they might not support my business anymore. And these, these people have, have bought from me like month and month again. So, you know, when, when I heard him say that or read his message, it's like, okay, you're reacting emotionally. Like if I was in his shoes and I saw somebody post that, you know, the best thing I would do is just unfollow him. You know what I mean? Like I, I still would support their business, but maybe I don't want to see what he's posting. Yeah, but aren't you also factually right? I mean, let's, yeah. let's not like you on the bush. You're factually accurate. Right. The fact is that we have put this entire country under lockdown where we literally have restricted human mobility. Like it's a huge thing to ask from people. Like we just not, and we're just all going along with it. Like, and I'm, I'm surprised. And I keep saying that I would never have imagined that a country like America, like Americans would be so compliant. Like, you know, they tried doing this in Europe, the mass and no one did it. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm from, the super like left country. And they tried to mask and like no one followed. They said, fuck you. We're not doing it. And no one does it. And then now it just didn't like no yeah. one did it. Just and we're just all wearing this mask. Okay, it's fine. So now you're saying we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. And all of a sudden I look downstairs and there's like people ri like riding everywhere and no one gives a shit. Yeah. Like, that the fact that, hey, what, what about all the quote unquote lives that we're that are at risk or that we're saying? And, and you know, in COVID for some people has been lethal. It's a fact, right? It's not right. many people. CDC has adjusted, but there's some people, quite a few people 
in the scale of things, you know, we can debate if there's a lot of people or not, but people have died from it. It's a lethal disease. Okay, we've accepted it. And we've all said for the 6,000 to 8,000 people that have died from a direct cause of COVID, I'm looking at, I'm looking at using the CDC statistics, it's not hundreds of thousands. We have said we're going to lock down the whole country. 300 plus million people are not going to be restricted from their movement pretty much. Okay, so now all of a sudden we have riots going on and people are congregating. I see people having dance parties with like because they're part of the BLM. And it is a problem because it no longer is about any social justice. It's really about like some something else. Uh, for me, this movement right now, and, and, and it's not yet peaceful, this and that. For me, this represents a terror group. And it reminds me a lot of people like whenever they want, they just come out. You know, you're in a store shopping. I was at CVS getting some water. And they'll come into the store and they'll just start looting. And like, like everyone just watches it. And then the catcher's like, all right, guys, like move aside. Let them take their thing. They take their things, dude. And then they leave. And then they announce, all right, guys, back in line. Dude, like, this is not okay. Yeah. And I was like, is this really happening? So whatever they want right now, you know, like if you're like a, a bully at school, you can just come in and like beat someone right. up, like beat them and just leave. Like, this is not even bullying. This is terror. This is terrorism, in my opinion. And if you start using arms and you start beating people and hurting people, a lot of people have been murdered because of this and harassed. I saw an elderly couple get harassed. Like, what is going on? And we have politicians openly. And for me, when I saw those things, there's no way in hell I'm going to vote for that. And there's no way in hell this is justified. This is not justified, guys. If this yeah. was 1% of this would have happened. Imagine if Trump supporters would have gotten on the street with like guns everywhere and started like doing crazy shit like this. Dude, that would be total. Like Trump would have been like, I don't know what would have happened to him. Yeah. Why, no one says anything and for me also it's very feckless leadership like what are the leaders doing they're just we're literally just watching our country get raped and we're just like sitting by and like all right do your thing and like for me I, I remember i felt i felt so badly that day being in the store and we're just seeing it totally getting looted and we all have to sit on the side and then when they're over we have to go and check it we all have to stand like we all have to pay I remember I was so I dropped my stuff there. I was like, I, I walked out of the store. I'm like, what are we really doing, man? And then we're, wa- we're wearing our shitty mask. And to me, this is such a insult to the American people that follow the the, the laws and have been part of this like whole COVID shit. I, I I'm I'm really disappointed. And we have a a presidential candidate that is openly supporting this and says we need to continue this. We need to continue terror on our streets. And there's no way in hell I'm going to support that. And I hope, and I don't know what's going to happen, man. We might be speaking in a few weeks and I have a prediction. I think what might happen, uh, but we might be speaking in a way where it's like, dude, that's now, that's now, that's not elected. That's what our country is going to be like. This is yeah. okay now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, back to uh, the story I posted, it, it, it just showed that people immediately react emotionally. And like I said, if yeah. I, if I put myself in, in somebody's shoes like that, I would just unfollow them. It doesn't mean I don't support them as a person or their business just because they have different beliefs. Um, like, honestly, LeBron is like a perfect example. Like, I live in Northeast Ohio. He, I've been around him my whole life growing up. He was like, you know, somebody I looked up to. And he is so, like, he pushed his agenda hard on social media. And to the point where I unfo- I'm like, I can't take this anymore. So I unfollowed him. But guess what? I'm still going to buy his shoes. Like his shoes still bring me value. Like I still support his businesses. I just don't like his overall beliefs. And so I just thought it was kind of, I don't know, lame, honestly, to, to hear that from a customer. Um, and like I said, I wasn't trying to offend anybody, but like I wasn't speaking left or right. It was just about our rights that he's losing rights too. He just doesn't want to see for see it for what it is. Um, so that was just, you know, a personal experience that, that I've gone through so far with this. No, and it's a shame. And like how many people are like marginalized 
in this country for supporting the president. I mean, we have, um, I should roll some tape here, but uh, we, I don't know if uh, people have uh, followed like so what the big tech is up to, but after the election, there were videos after videos from like top leadership of, at Google, including the founder of Google, who called this election that was held in 2016, like personally insulting and offensive. And, and there was a conversation at Google, what can we do? How can we use our platform at Google to make sure this never happens again? And like, that to me is dangerous. Oh yeah, for sure. And that is what's happening right now. And to me, it's like, guys, like, do you really want to be under a party where like, this is okay? Like you're literally censoring one because I've always said today you might be on one side where for you, you're happy that this is being censored, but tomorrow it's going to turn on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your, your rights yeah. are only go as far as the person who you dislike the most and what their rights are all about. So, I mean, th there's a lot here. Um, but at the end of the day, for me personally, the choice couldn't be clearer. I mean, I think the way that I have seen the left go um, the past four years, all they should, if Trump was such an unpopular president, and apparently he really is, right? The gal, you know, look at the polls. And all the Democrats had to do was to not fuck it up and just not act like loonies. And they yeah. couldn't even do that. They couldn't even do that. They just had to, like, you could have put some normal candidate, put some normal policies but they went totally berserk. And I think these riots at the end of the day have caused a lot of problems for people. Um, but I think, you know, talking for people who want to be successful in life, like what kind of political philosophy do you think will help you become more successful? A bitter, resentful one where you think everyone's against you, where you think this country is racist, where you think that um, taking people's rights away is a good thing in a country where you think that small business and successful people should be marginalized and should be hated upon or in a, in a, in a, in a political philosophy that believes in equality of opportunity that promotes free thinking and free enterprise, low taxation, trickle down economics and basic freedoms uh, for people. And like the way you want to live your life, that to me is really the choices and mm -hmm. why I will vote conservative and I will vote Republican. It's a very simple thing for me. It's like, I don't, I don't believe everything you learn about success is like mindset, attitude, who you surround yourself with. Try to surround yourself with a group of liberals for like more than 15 minutes. Dude, I feel like the world, like I feel so negative. You know, it's everything. Sucks. It's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a good thing. Man. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you need to be like as unbiased as possible and like not emotional, which I, I keep referring back to, but you know, regardless of whether Trump is, stays in office or Biden ends up taking over, you know, small businesses are going to have to adjust to these these new policies that um, he has proposed. So it's like, you know, regardless of who's in office, like, and this is why I keep saying, like, don't be emotional about it. Regardless of who's in office, you still have to execute and, and you know, operate your business um, to, to be successful. So um, at the end of the day, you know, I think Biden being in office will definitely make it harder for small businesses, but the winners are still going to succeed no matter what. Yeah, so, that's a good message. Um, you know, you, you definitely need to, like I said, just keep level headed about it and, and not get caught up in emotions. Yeah. Don't be nuts and like, start like hating everything and destroying things just because you don't like the way elections. I always thought I, I totally couldn't agree with you more. Um, people who are going to succeed are going to do their best to find ways to succeed. Life is going to be harder for people who have small businesses who want to be entrepreneurial, who are trying to make it big. And we also know that people already at the top, the top level business executives, they don't want other people coming in, man. It's it's a fact of life. You want a monopoly. Yeah. Do you want it for competition to start or do you want to squash competition? We talked about it. You need to have a monopoly. Right. 
Yeah. Best way to monopoly is to vote for a party that's going to not allow other businesses to compete with you. Hundred yeah. percent. It makes sense. That's self-interested thing. So that's exactly what's happening right now. But you're totally right, and I like that you um, ended on this positive message because I feel like the way it went last time, people just hate everything, and people like this is still our country. And I know it's not fashionable right now, but we still should love our country and we should support, you know, whether you like the policies or not, it's still good to make sure that the country, the person who wins does well, because if they do well and the country does well, you do well. And I've always found it very strange where people want the leader of the com- country to fail because at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to sit in a plane and do you want the pilot to crash? Because yeah. if the pilot crashes, you, you also die. So, right. so yeah. I don't want my pilot to crash. I want my pilot to be awesome, have a great plane ride. Whoever wins, you know, um, we'll have to just get behind them and make sure that the country does well. Um, yeah. So don't go crazy. Like, please don't do that. I, I think that's uh, totally despicable. So what happened last time after yeah, with all these more riots and stuff, and I'm not looking forward to that, man. I, I, uh, I hope that that doesn't happen, but before we end, man, any, any, any predictions that you have? Um, you know, I, I don't know. You live in Florida, so that's always an interesting place. I, I live in Massachusetts. So like, it is not a very interesting here. It's like here, if you are here, you have, you don't think Trump has a single chance here, but I'm in Massachusetts. Right. Yeah, I mean, around here, um, it's pretty pro-Trump. Um, but in general, I, I think the polls are probably skewed like they were in 2016. Um, I think it's a lot closer than the media is making it out to be. Um, I don't know. I think the riots in general, um, it, it kind of backfired on Dem- – I'm not saying the Democrats are behind it, but you know, I, I just don't – I don't think people – people were like cool, okay with it, I guess, at the beginning – but now it's like people are fed up. So I don't know. I think it's really backfiring in general. If that was like their overall um, like last push to get him out of the office. Um, so I don't know. I honestly think like Trump will, will win in a landslide uh, to be personal, you know, honest, yeah, but that's, that's yeah, kind of I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure about it. I think that what we have one big Trump card is a word, uh, which is mail-in voting. And yeah. what I fear and I, and I don't, it's not because I'm left or right. I don't, I think that we'll have one result. I actually don't want this to happen, so I hope I'm totally wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think we might have one result on election day, and then we're going to have an election. There's going to be no concession from whoever loses, which I think will be Biden on election day. And then there's going to be all the mail-in votings that are going to come in, and they're going to say, no, like this didn't happen. On average, you need about five to six days to count in all the mail-in voting. Like that's going to come in. And that means that election night is going to be I think is going to be a very problematic night. Like it's not going to be a clean, easy thing because people are going to say, and Hillary Clinton already came out and said to Joe Biden, don't concede. You obviously see that? She said, yeah. I was like, what happened? Just don't fucking concede. She, she said, don't you like, don't concede, don't concede, don't concede. Because now you That's can great. with voting, right? So ballots coming in. And I, I actually hope that doesn't happen. I hope that it's, it's just a clean, easy night because I think the country can't handle more of this shit, man. I, I, I already know that that night in Boston, what's going to happen. They're going to have riots and there's going to be a problem. So uh, already planning for that, but I hope it doesn't because like how much more can we handle, man, at this point? Seriously. So I hope clean and that we can just move on the next day. We're just keep getting along and we, we solve this COVID-19. So that's what yeah. needs to happen. So. Yeah. I mean, when, when was the last time you like turned on TV and saw like a, a positive headline? Like every time I turn the TV on, it's like bold red letters and it's just like negative, depressing. It's like, I don't even watch it anymore anyway, but it's like, we, we just need, we need the election past us regardless of what happens. Um, and just to move yeah. forward, yeah, and get the if they, that's what we need to do now, which is uh, th- there's no solution to like we we're kind of stuck now in limbo. We're, we're not going to see any more progress on COVID nineteen up until a vaccine comes. We already know that now. 
Yeah. So whoever comes in office, please solve that. Um, that's what you're elected to. So I hope that we can get to like, let's talk about when the vaccine comes out, we can get back to normal. Um, but yeah, I, I don't hope that this happens. I hope it's uh, it's not a messy night, but you and I will be podcasting more uh, up until uh, it's not very far away, man. It's just uh, it's just a few coming weeks up. Ago. So uh, yeah, kind of uh, always uh, interesting to see where the country goes. Um, but yeah, man, we will still be here and supporting the USA. That's uh, I think what we stand for, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the next time we talk. Um, but, you know, I think I think what we went over today um, just kind of hopefully opens some people's eyes, especially like if, you know, you're looking to start a small business or you have one um, or you want to be an entrepreneur or anything like that. Um, just a different way to look at things rather than just, um, you know, looking at the, the person. Um, you want to look at the policy over the person. And it's super easy to see that. Um, just go back a few years ago. There was a speech by Barack Obama. Um, I have nothing personal against him, um, but he made a statement. He said, you didn't build that. And his concept was um, they talked about like success and business. And he said to a lot of business owners, you didn't build that. Like you didn't build your own success. It was government and like taxpayers who allowed you to build the roads and stuff. And you didn't build that. And right now there's a conversation is like, if you are a minority in this country and if you succeed, it's not because of your hard work. It's because of the civil rights movement that got you here. That's right. the argument there. And like for me, what it does is it strips away my right, my ability to be enacting freely because I'm now totally beholden to my past. This country is built on the con concept that you can kind of leave your past behind and your shit behind from like whatever happened back in your former country, whatever. And you can come here, reinvent yourself and become successful. We don't have like a caste system here, like all these, these things that keep people behind. Here, the concept is you can start new. But for me, any type of political movement that says I'm always tied to something that is like not something that I can help or do anything about, that to me is as anti-American as it gets. So for me, the way I see conservative policies are better for people who want to succeed in business and want to be entrepreneurs. And that is just a matter of fact. That's across the board, mm -hmm. every, every country. You can argue about certain policies or certain politicians, good or bad. Of course, that's, there's some bad people on both sides. But right. it's for that because you want to have this concept we want to reward success or do you want to um, punish success and that's the, really what this election is really about um so yeah man i'm excited uh for for, for more episodes people listening in um on itunes leave us a review uh listen in there uh, we're going to also be on spotify very soon um yep. and um, yeah we have these videos all up on youtube cool all right man i'm looking forward to, to talking next time all right brother talk soon man